Blog Talk Radio. of Fighting Words on the Fighting Words News Network. Fighting Words is brought to you each and every night of the week. In grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, the men and women police and fire services, the the people on the first line, the first first responders, the hospital doctors, doctors, nurses, and auxiliaries that are out there trying to keep us healthy. And, of course, uh, Bob's favorite, uh, the people in the uh, supermarkets that kept him fat and happy during the uh, pandemic. Uh, we appreciate each and every one. Yes. Uh, as a as a uh, PSA that we've been asked to make, please, when you're out in large crowds, please wear a mask. Uh, this virus seems to be going at a rapid pace, and uh, they would like us to. They ask us if we just plead with everybody. Please, if you're going to be in a large crowd, use your distance, and please use your mask. Well, we're we're uh, we got a full staff tonight. We're great. Glad to have. Uh, our um, cinematographer with us, Ty, uh, our, uh, our 
newest member of our, of our clan, and we hope will join us uh, often, Dr. Lance. We got uh, uh, motorcycle Bob is out on the uh, out on the trail, going to uh, his is uh, he's making his annual homage to uh, Sturbridge. Um, My God! Hopefully he gets there this year. And uh, then we got uh, oh, that's right. Uh, just back from his uh, long time in the mountains, uh, we got uh, Tony Hedricks uh, on here with us also. So uh, well, let's let's get uh, let's get right into it with. Uh, with Bob, I know you've been you've been uh, you got what three weeks you've got stored up with stuff. Oh yeah, lots of stuff, and I apologize if I drop signal. I uh, cutting across country, and for any of our less listeners that doubt that we we will one day colonize Mars, I recommend going US 160 through Arizona, and you will see how resilient the the people are. Because we man, this this looks like Mars out here. It's all red and desolate. And, uh, yeah, oh, wow. so anywho, heading to Sturgis, yeah, it, it's amazing. I see in the, the parts of the country, I, you know, I get these wild hairs. I'm, I'm heading towards that four-corner spot right now where they, you know, you know, for awesome. years they say you stand in four states at once up until we had GPS. They realized that the location was a few miles to the east. So all those people that got pictures there just were lied to, you know. I love I love science. It's so factual until it changes. But yeah, so we got three weeks of fights. Uh, we got tonight coming up. We got Bellator 63 or 263. Wow. Uh, Pico versus AJ McKee. A um, little bit of rough talk there, smash talk there. Um, McKee, you know, he's, he's he's got some haters out there, so he's he's gonna he's talking about letting his hands show up for himself tonight. Um, the uh, uh, runner-up. Uh, co-main event, Manuel Sanchez, uh, or, or I, sorry, I re-nicknamed him, Emmanuel Dirty Sanchez versus Mads Burnwell. Yeah. yeah, that'll be a good fight. Um, and then uh, I think it's Khabib's cousin, in my correct uh, tie, uh, Usman. Yes, uh, yeah, so, and he'll be yes, going he against Andy Murrow. So that'll be, uh, that'll be Bellator 263 tonight. That'll be fantastic. Or no, that's not tonight. But yeah, that's tonight. Oh, is it? Yeah. Sorry, I'm on the road. Yes, Mike, I've been on the road for a day yeah. or two. So. Oh my God! Yeah, you're in time blur differential. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what time it is. You know, my alarm went off like an hour or two ago, and you know, I'm, I'm yeah, I don't even know where I'm at. Uh, but um, yeah, we got lots of stuff coming up, you know. And then you know, three weeks ago. If, Anybody didn't see our big favorite boy, Connor, I broke my legger. He's got his new uh, Ferrari yacht or whatever it is, or some, you know, just flaunting his millions. But he's, he's taking it uh, too far. He's putting down, you know, uh, 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 Khabib's dad, Khabib's you know, that passed dad, away, yeah. you know. He's talking stuff about, uh, uh, you know, people's lives. I mean, he just – Connor's kind of – he's kind of gone off the ruckus, and this trash-talking thing has gotten too far, you know, too far out of hand. But, you know, but that set up the – you know, for him and Poirier, that set up the division. So we got Gagey coming up at UFC 268, finally getting his shot. He's going to go after Chandler. Um, mm-hmm. Chandler lost, uh, as we know, to Oliveira, uh, who's sitting on the champ, you know, Dang time Gage gets a shot that I think Gage has passed over for like the last at least 18 months. So, uh, hey, Bob, I'm sorry, I was going to ask you what you thought about Strickland versus Uriah Hall. That's coming up in October. No, that's tonight, sir. So. Oh, tonight, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's the main event tonight on uh, USA. Yeah, I was getting sexual. Summer, yeah, and Uriah Hall is kind of on his way out. You know what I mean? But Uriah's still got a shot. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, guys, we're uh, – the other one I want to ask you, Bob, was uh, uh, Gilbert Burns against uh, Nate Diaz. It's coming up. Uh, that's great that that got uh, put together. Nate's coming back, uh, doing his thing. Um, I, you know, I always go for – you know, after I went through that, we talked about that before, how the, 
the Diaz brothers kind of sold their, you know, we're, we're kind of the first bad boys. We're not really the first, but, uh, you know, they kind of created that craze. And once they kind of said it was part of the show, like, I really like them. I just, you know, again, you can't, neither one of them gets warmed up to the second or third round. And it's usually cut by them. So it depends on how bad the cut is, you know. So <laughs> it is so true. <laughs> so true. You know, I, so true. So every true. Time. So that you know, I mean, that that's a, I know I know what's going to happen about that guy. You know. Well, you're always going to see a fight with them. That are always going to give you a scrap. Yeah. Lance, what's that's what we watch. watch. Lance, do you watch the uh, uh, the MMA or uh, UFC? Yeah, I, I, I did. I, I started a little bit with it, and then I still can't believe, well, they're starting to get money now, but for what they used to do it for, you know, the beating they took, I'm like, man, this is just, it's a lot for a little. So I give them a lot of credit for their heart. And I, I was laughing. I used to think of McGregor as Muhammad Ali's kind of style to create a lot of ruckus and create a lot of chaos and, and create his image, but but then he went off, he went a little too far, you know. He took the... Mm-hmm the show and, and, and went a little out of bounds with it, but uh, right. for a little while there, I felt like he was just paralleling Ali and, and just making a name for himself and, and doing that kind of hack, but it, it sort of mm-hmm. fell apart on him along with his leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like that shot. I like that shot. Hey, guys, we're joined. Uh, I know uh, Dr. Lance has uh, has a short time with us, and uh, we have a, a friend of his and a friend of his dad's and a friend of ours on the line here, uh, a guy who uh, could stand toe-to-toe with anybody uh, and really made a, a, a great career out of boxing, Mr. Tex Cobb. Tex, how you doing tonight? Hey, what's going on, partner? Not much, not much. We're just waiting to hear the, the, the melodic voice of Tex Cobb and his memory of uh, of Chris Panarella. Well, I've, I've got a lot of memories of Chris Panarella. I mean, he uh, you got to remember he was a fight doctor himself. He he, he was a fight doctor at uh, Blue Horizon and uh, Upper Darby. I mean, uh, uh, he did he did a lot about. Uh, I mean, he wasn't just a dentist. He just uh, uh, horse Lance wasn't just a dentist either. You know. He got the best left mm-hmm. hook of anybody in that business. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, Chris, Chris Panarello was a special guy that I, I feel right now. He mm-hmm. reminds me of a guy named Willie Nelson in the sense that nobody knows how many people he's helped. Nobody right. really knows because that guy has been such a positive influence and such an impact player in lives of people nobody even knows about. Okay, mm-hmm. and and uh, he he was that kind of guy. He was the kind of guy that, that nobody nobody knew how much good he really did, and and how many people that he really helped. Right. You know, I've always said to, about Chris with guys my age, uh, the '70s and, and '80s, uh, would uh, remember uh, Will Rogers, and Will Rogers always said, "I I never met a, a man I didn't like." And if you if you thought about that, that's that's the uh, that's Chris. I mean, that's a, that's a normal. That's today's text cop. The other question, the other well, thing no, 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 that's that, 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 that's Chris Manuel. Used, that's not text cop. That's right. I have a lot of guys I don't like. You know? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but I was, talking, accepted, of I was talking about Chris. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> now, Chris also had a had a, a feeling that. Uh, you never stood so tall as when you stooped to help a child, and he followed that as on, you know from the kids on the on the football team uh, all the way through their teens and in high school. Uh, I, I just uh, you know there's there's nothing I could say uh, that uh, I could ever find the words to, to say what a great guy he was. But uh, words are, are, are very clumsy where they aren't. Effective, right. and in the regard of trying to describe Chris Panarella, they don't right. be effective there. And they lose a lot. You had to know right. him, and and, right. and uh, uh, you knew him. You had to laugh. Pretty sure. he was funny. He had a hundred stories about everything, 
and, and he fought himself, you know, he was a fight doctor, uh, his boys all fought, I mean, he, his dog fought, I mean, everything, <laughs> the whole family fought, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> And his dog never won. I'll tell you right now, he's got a dog that's out of my, you know, my cat. You know, a little bit of dog. Lance has, got his, Lance has got a final story on that, but I'm going to let that go. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that that one's too long for the show, but it's funny. He did. He, he, he worked. You uh, brought up a good one. That, Go ahead. Go ahead, Frank. No, that's a, go, go, Lance. Oh, yeah, he, um, so my brother, when they were coming up in the amateurs, he was fighting for the USA team, and one of the teams couldn't get out of the country. It was They were supposed to fight Italy, and they couldn't get out of the country. So, and th- this is true. So they took all the Italian fighters on the USA team and made them be, like, act like they were from Team Italy. So my brother comes into the ring to fight, and they took all the Italian names, and everybody's booing them and giving them all kinds of hell. He's fighting against the USA, and he ended up winning. And it was really funny. He's got a a boxing shirt that he fought in, and you know they they just switched it up. And of course, that was right up my dad's alley. He didn't give a damn about any of that, so he just played the role perfect, you know. They were just waving everybody back like they didn't speak English and all this stuff. I'm like, oh my god! Like, how does he get into this stuff? You know? But it was it was far from the course, man. Uh, yeah, that, that was a funny one. My last, my one of my other favorites, and we were all so Tex uh, got to take us down to see Willie's ranch, and we got to spend the day with Willie, which you can imagine what kind of an adventure that was. <laughs> and so Willie's got this golf course, and and it's it's ragged, right? And everybody asks how how would it look like, and everybody says it looks just like Willie. So that's a little harsh, okay? A little harsh. <laughs> so we get the match set up, and it's the City Slickers, which was us against the Good Old Boys. So we play the first hole, and we go out, and we're looking at the yardage marker spray-painted on a tree, and it says it's like 210. And my dad's going, I don't know, man. I don't think it's that far. you know. So, of course, we play at the 210, and we hit the ball like 30 yards over the green. They're laughing at us. So they win the first two holes. We don't know how the hell far the distance is. So of all the things to cry about, you can't see the flag. I mean, come on. Well, on the same you know, golf course, I don't want to hear about what well, I couldn't see. The, I didn't know how far it was. You couldn't even really see the flag, you know? I mean. <laughs> well, between that and the smoke cloud coming out of Willie's car, it was hard to see. <laughs> you know, whiny but bunch of big city boys. Yeah, I mean, what about uh, Light Bud, Bud Light Larry? Who drove a Cadillac onto the green to deliver beer? Now you gotta love that about see that is down home golf. Okay, that is that is classic down home golf. Yeah. Uh, so we tied it up right after the next two holes. All of a sudden, Willie gets a magical phone call. He can't. They can't continue the round, and it ends in a tie before we got a chance to take the lead. That was it. They walked off. <laughs> Before you got a chance to take the lead, I'm sorry. I thought we were all playing on the same course, okay? So you guys on the same When did you have a chance? When you put the ball on the tee, white boy, that's when you had the chance to hit the ball. <laughs> you had the chance to take the lead. No mind. Man, they were crying. No mind over there. Oh, stop. I'm crying over here. I'm not dying, okay? <laughs> Uh, hey Tony, last week you missed last week's show. Do you have any questions for uh, Tex on his boxing career? Um, I, yeah, I missed last week's show, which I heard was fantastic. By the way, and I hate that I missed it. But um, Tex, I, I was just curious. Are you are you actually still active? Are you fighting? Or? Somebody had to fool. I guarantee <laughs> you, we're gonna come to terms real quick. We'll take no problem at all. Yeah. Fine, you looking for work? 
If you're looking for work, I got three minutes. Got your name all over, there, tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to go to Oscar De La Hoya first before you get to me. So. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's already going to be saved a lightweight. Oscar <laughs> De La Hoya. You know why yeah. they make weight division? It ain't to protect me. Let me tell you why. And so I don't kill him. She's ready to kill De La Hoya on the same night. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard for right there. I yeah. don't doubt it. Tex, you had a, had a lot of barn burners in your time, and uh, um, the, the one that, I, that stands out in my mind is, is the Larry Holmes fight where you went toe-to-toe uh, for a long time. Uh, can you uh, talk about that fight with us? Well, actually, the thing I have to remember about the, the Larry Holmes fight is that, see, and a lot of folks, folks have a different understanding uh, of boxing. You see, I didn't lose the fight. I just lost the first 15 rounds. Another 20, 25 rounds. That man was mine. I'm telling you, he was trying to wait for near the end, you know? I mean, he was a little more shaky there at the end than the first. And I'm just telling you right now, I ran out of time. I had him, you know, and then it's over. 45 minutes later, there, you know, he snuck out with a one. One more round, you'd have had it. <laughs> well, okay, maybe another 10, 12 rounds, whatever. I'm just telling you, I ran out of time. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that uh, that his hands must have been sore from uh, hitting you so much, so uh, he probably would have given Oddly up. Oddly enough, the next morning, uh, I was down at breakfast. Of course, we're all, we're all at the same place. And he'd come down there. He was acting mad. I mean, come up to where I was eating the table and said, you know what, I'm here. I got to tell you, you know, I mean, truth be told, you know, my nipples got hurt. I got excited. I'm thinking, whoa, yo, I mean, no ring, no ref, no rules. My stock goes way up, okay? I'm telling you right now, so I'm excited. And, but I'm, I'm sure I'm going to land back into it. And I'm saying, no, champ, what's the real trouble, buddy? What's happening? What's wrong? Let's do something. And he held up his hands, and they were all puffy and everything like that. I said, I can't drop my head. Well, she's a you darn. You know, my heart bled for him. I just, I don't know, I, I didn't know what to say. I, I was crushed. I, his hands hurt. He couldn't nope. cut his head. You know, I'm telling you, it's tough everywhere. I rubbed my face and I said, I understand. I can't chew mine. Tex, what do you think of some of these uh, of these uh, the boxers that are out there now, like uh, Vasily Lomachenko, um, for one, uh, uh, Canelo, Canelo Alvarez? Is he really the, the, the real thing? You think? Well, okay, uh, let's look at this in a very scientific way. His name's Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Alvarez, you're talking about Alvarez? No, I'm talking He's about the, yeah, time. yes, Canelo Alvarez, yes. Yeah, well, well, Alvarez got a genius last name, and everybody I ever met with a genius last name, that a double F took, was born with it. They can all fight. I never knew a Mexican that couldn't fight, and so I'm glad they could fight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I grew up in Texas. I mean, they all fight there. And, and, Great. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, the truth yeah. is, the, the, the yeah. Mexicans were the reason why that, that I, I, I went into karate instead of boxing. <laughs> I mean, really and truly. See, every time I fought a Mexican, I fought a dozen of them, and they all, they, you know, they all, they all box. So I saw that movie Billy Jack where he got to beat up thirty guys with that K-rate stuff. So man, I thought what I made he that K-rate stuff. So I got into martial arts and saw him a gun. Twenty years later, I come to the inescapable conclusion that number one, Mexican is the toughest guys alive, and number two, nearly nobody can get crazy stuff work. I mean, you got to be strong. I mean, eventually, yeah, four weapons beat two weapons. But the truth is, you got to be really good to make that project for a project to be boxing. You have to be able to fight like a, a boxer and kick like a, a you know, a young artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, uh, Ty, uh, let me ask you something. Uh, we got uh, Alvarez all, all of a sudden has an open date on the 16th of uh, September. Who do you think they're going to villa with? Bill, uh, Bible or not? 
Well, I mean, well, Bill was it, mentioned as the number one guy. So, uh, you know, to get that fight now that negotiations have apparently fallen through with him at plant. So, right. uh, I guess, you know, we're in wait and see. Uh, he is his own promotional company. So he can kind of make a deal with anyone. He's, uh, you know, free to do so at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he will circle back around to Caleb Plant. We know he wants that last belt. Uh, but right. right now it's just a wait and see. Mm. Hey, Ty, well, uh, wasn't there some mention, too, about Triple G fighting them one more time again? They did mention Triple G as well. And uh, from what I heard, Triple G was asked about the fight. And he said he's ready, willing, and able. He also has a fight scheduled in December in Japan with Murata. They were both going to take some tune-up fights this summer, but they decided not to. Just They didn't want to risk injury, and they were going to go straight to that fight. So I do assume that uh, if Canelo, obviously the bigger deal, the bigger fight, he would forego his, Japan, his J- Japanese date for that Canelo fight. But, again, Canelo has kind of stated that he really doesn't want to fight Triple G again. You know, he despises him, and I don't think he wants to offer him that payday. Uh, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see. I think within the next couple of weeks we'll know because for Canelo to keep that date, which he wants to, you know, he hasn't fought on that date in the last two years or so, and that's that whole Mexican Independence Day weekend. So for him to keep that date, he's going to have to pull into somebody very soon. So it's going to be interesting. We, we should find something out as to who his mm-hmm. opponent will be or whether he'll forego that date within this next week or two. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, we're joined by the big dog, Benny Henderson. How you doing, Benny? Big dog. That's good. What's up? What's up? Hey, uh, <clears throat> I, got, I got something to say to Tex Cobbs. Uh, uh, man, you have, boy. I, got no, I got nothing but respect for you, sir. You have fought a lot of great guys. You've never fought the undefeated heavyweight champion. I'm not one, I'm not, I challenge you not to fight. Yep. You gonna challenge me to a hot dog eating contest? Not, 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 not a fist fight. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, <that's... laughs> I'm gonna get beat up by Tex Cobb. Listen, I get beat up by my wife. I don't need you beat me up. Hey, uh, <laughs> listen, Tex Cobb. Hey, that's coming for you right now. <laughs> Tex, Tex Cobb is right, man. I grew up in Texas and West Texas in Odessa. And at 17 years old, I was stabbed four times by a Hispanic dude, right? And, um, and uh, no, I'm being serious. They tried to murder me, and I lived because I'm that badass. But listen, um, <laughs> afterwards, man, I'm, I'm sitting here talking to my, my, my other Mexican friend. I'm like, man, man, well, what is it all about? He goes, Benny, you mess with a bean, you get the whole burrito. So, that's a true, that's a true story, man. I'm not lying about that, but, uh, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just, and, uh, I'm serious. I just, um, I got beat up a lot and I, and I, I said, like, you know what? I'm going to be tough like Tex. And I watched him lay home the side of the school. Oh, yeah. No, no, I want to say something. I'm not going to stay on very long, but I want to say something. Tex Cobb is one of the toughest SOBs I've ever known. This this is a guy, okay, who fought Larry Holmes. And we outcome. We know the outcome. But afterwards, he called Larry Holmes the B word and the N word and got away with it. That's how tough that dude is. No, I'm not being mean. I'm just being serious. That's because B N R S V T words. None of those words mean nothing to guys who are going to fight. You got to understand. You can really fight. What you say don't mean nothing. What you going to do, boy? And that was a real revelation to me when I first came to Philadelphia because I thought words were really important and stuff like that. And I come to Philadelphia, come to the gym in North Philly. And I started trying to talk about that, and they said, no, no, what you going to do, boy? Well, no, what you, no, what you going to do, boy? Well you, well, you see what I meant to say? Well, no, what you going to do, boy? So sign what I say, what you going to do? And, and that's what means something in boxing. Everybody, George Allen, that's the easy part. Anybody talks trash, that don't hurt nothing. And that's easy to do. But what are you going to do when that leather starts slinging, you know? And uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's what means something. Hey Ty, hey Ty, I got, I got a, hey Ty, I got a question to ask you. 
No. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. And I'm I'm not being racist, but you know, black people are supposed to have soul, right? Can sing and all that stuff, correct? Well, that's well, okay, but I've never known myself to have any of that stuff. So go ahead. Okay. <laughs> my, my, one, of, one of my best friends, Layman Brewster. You know who he is. Former. Yeah. Layman Brewster. I love that dude. He's my trust me. He's my best friend. He called me one day and sang to me. I said, "Brother, are you white?" I don't Well, I don't know, but I just do not do not tell Layman I said that because he will beat me up. But Layman cannot well, sing for nothing. And he and Layman likes country music. I'm like, you're, you're just doing the whole misconcept. That's bullcrap. Layman likes George Strait. Layman likes George. Layman likes George Strait. Me, I like Public Enemy. Layman crusher so, stereotype. <laughs> we are crushing the stereotype. Ty, did you hear what the hell he just said? He was on the road, on the area with us for seven and a half years, and now almost uh, Layman Bruce is his, his best friend. What the hell happened to us? <laughs> Chop liver. It's hard to get good Chop help. liver. <laughs> Chop liver. Well, no, hey, 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 Prince, the problem is we can't whip his ass. Layman can. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, no, no. getting that makes a difference. Listen, no, let, me, let me tell you guys. Let me tell you guys something. Layman cannot beat me. I'm tell you, cannot because I could run. For like a little short distance. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> like a little short distance. <laughs> now, if you run <laughs> down hill, you can't. You can't. You can't. <laughs> yeah, a little short. Hey, uh, uh, I will stop, drop, and roll. So, hey, Ty, what what do you think of? Uh, I know Denaire is is one of your uh, guys that you follow. What do you think of his last fight here? Uh, well, you know, he was he was supposed to he was supposed to fight uh, Casemiro, but um, right. the whole drug test situation. One thing, the reason why I like Donaire is because Donaire is the one world class fighter that we can point to that took year round testing, that volunteered for it and took it, not WBC boxing clean program year round drug testing. So this is the guy who's had his biggest wins and losses of his career, a Hall of Fame career, and we know he's clean. That's why I respect mm-hmm. Donaire so much. So it'll be interesting if he goes right for the, the, the Naya and Inouye fight, uh, the monster. Right. Um, obviously, they had a tremendous fight of the year level fight. Uh, so it'd be interesting if he goes for that. But um, right now, um, because of the stance he made, I'm really curious to see what comes out of that uh, mm-hmm. from that standpoint. Okay. Hey, hey uh, isn't he been a son fighting that? To it. Is he Evander Holyfield? He's still smiling now, correct? Yeah, yeah, he's doing a uh, he's doing an exhibition. Okay, hey, uh, let's talk about oh, the tub. No, let's I'm sorry. talk about Evan. Evan is his son. Evan is, but he's yeah, Evan. Yeah, Evan. Yeah, Evan. Yeah. Okay, let's talk so about being tough. Let's talk about being tough. Seriously. All right. <laughs> Try to get me involved. Do y'all notice? Do y'all notice Jake Paul? Is calling everybody out, oh, but he has not called up text. Oh, yeah. He has not called up text Cobb not once. He has not called out text Cobb once or me. Or me. Right. I'm just saying. You know, I hey, had a guy tell me one time he goes, you know, I had a guy tell me one time he goes, you know, you're fat, I'll punch you in the face. I said, Go ahead. I'll fall on your ankle. I gotta get out of here. We're doing my son's birthday, but happy birthday to my, my son Trey. Twenty four yeah, years happy old. Happy birthday to him. Um, happy birthday to him. Happy birthday. Thank you guys so much. I cannot believe twenty four years ago and nine months ago I was making love to his his mom and I think that was the last time we did it. But uh, did she wake up? And we've had a kid. We've had a kid since that. So that's how good my sperm is. It's that good. Four years later, we have another kid just doing the one. 
So <laughs> residual sperm. He's got residual, it, it, residual it, it, swimmers. Yeah, she's coming out looking like that. I don't know what that's all about, but I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> hey guys, listen, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Let me come on again. Love you, man. Thanks for coming no. on, bro. Always. No, hey, listen, y'all, you guys are not chopped liver, man. Y'all are more like, you know, like I actually like liver, uh, fried liver. It's awesome. So more like spam. Man, who's awesome. Hey, but before I get out of here, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Text. Text. Do me a favor. I want to hear. I want to. I want to hear. Text. Tell me, boy, you just opened up a can of whoop ass. One time. Text. One time. Yeah. You just bought the whole can of whoop ass. There it is. There it is. I'll tell you something about that line. Uh, right they didn't like that. I, uh, I forget what the real line was in the movie, but when it came time to say it, I said what I said. And they said, That's great. That's great. Who wrote that? And I, said, I just said that because I used to hear that a lot. <laughs> hey, you, got, you guys hang in there, man. Y'all keep fighting and keep fighting words going and, uh, I'm going to come back in here and finish his birthday party and get drunk and pass out. Oh, there you go. Happy birthday to the man. Yep. Uh, man, we love you guys, man. Thank you so much, man. Tex, you are here. Happy birthday. Keep your hands up all the best, buddy. That's all right. Y'all be good. Hey, hey, Lance, what do you think? Uh, Eddie Hearn says that uh, Tiavino Lopez, is, uh, his next fight's going to be uh, Devin Haney. Do you think that's a good fight? I, I I don't know enough about him to say, so I had to bow out on that one. Um, I got one last text story to finish with, and then I got to run. I'll leave you with a quick okay. laugh because the, uh, the the amazing Texas perception was a little off this day, so I'm going to preface the story with that. So we're sparring. <laughs> I was training for a tough man, and <laughs> – we're, we did four-round sets, and we took a break in between. Well, I made the mistake of giving him a little bit of a black eye, and we had four rounds to go. So I was praying he wouldn't see it because we, we used to go to the gym in Upper Darby at 5 in the morning before I go to work. And all of a sudden, I hear him yell. He goes over near the mirror, and I hear He goes, get in the ring right now. And I'm like, oh, no, I know what's coming. <laughs>
typically uh, when he had his two title opportunities initially, he really looked like he got shafted in the decision against Shaka mm-hmm. and against Robert Easton. Uh, but then he fought Tiafima Lopez and got blown out the water. And, mm-hmm. you know, Comey is a rugged, typically durable guy, um, but kind of like Lomachenko's last fight against Nakatani. You know, Nakatani's a rugged, kind of durable guy, but both like Comey, he's limited. Uh, again, Comey's footwork is limited. You know, he's, he's a powerful guy. But Lomachenko, just like he did Nakatani, he really should be able to steer Comey into a stoppage uh, over the course of, you know, several rounds. I think he's going to really take it to Comey. Um, the way he fought Nakatani, he fought like he had a point to prove, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he's a very proud guy. And I, you know, I think not only, uh, you know, he wasn't happy about the decision uh, that he lost to, to Tiafimo Lopez. He didn't think he deserved to lose that decision. Um, and he just has a chip on his shoulder right now. He's healthy, and he's—I mean—he's really kind of firing on all cylinders. He literally took Nakatani apart, and I absolutely expect him to do the same thing to Richard Comey. Although Richard Comey is more dangerous than Nakatani. Mm-hmm. Good. Hey, Tony, what do you think about uh, the? Oh, go ahead. Go I'm ahead, sorry. Jack. I just—I just wanted to, to clear up something um, that, that just occurred to me. I mean, uh, he's a. Uh, this guy, I'm sorry, I forget the name of the guy we just talking. Mm-hmm. Lomachenko? Yeah, he's just speaking. And I just, I'm trying to grab my head on. He thinks there's actually a case or situation uh, uh, where uh, a wrong decision, uh, an influence vote, uh, a possible mistake in, in the boxing game. I mean, is this what he's talking about? That there is yeah. a potential <laughs> to have a mistake. Uh, 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 a bad ruling, a uh, uh, bought and paid for uh, decision. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. a little hurt to hear that. You know, I mean, you know, this is America. Never heard of that before, right? <laughs> Never heard of that. <laughs> Not one time. <laughs> hey, Tony, what do you think? Uh, we've got Joe Joyce coming up uh, with uh, Anthony Joshua in early uh, 22. How do you think that's going to end up? <laughs> Anthony Joshua do? Joe Joyce. I, uh, Anthony Joshua, I think I'd have to go with him on on the way he's uh, been training, the way he looks. But particularly against that guy, I think I think Joshua would pull it off. Anybody else, like uh, these other people, he was supposed to fight here this summer or this year. I I don't know that he would be able to do it, like with the Gypsy King or something, but. Hey, Tex, let me ask you, what, what's your thoughts on a, uh, a, a Arthur Bedevev and um, a Canelo Alvarez fight? i got to tell you the truth. I'm not as familiar with the fighters nowadays, but just from a limited amount of, of uh, <clears throat> uh, well, the, the, the way I grew up and, and things like this, I would have to say better than that would have seen his last name. Mm-hmm. Ha! That's a joke, though. Stay with me. Here we go. Come on now. Pay attention. It's my amateur. It doesn't get any better, okay? <laughs> I think Canelo's unstoppable right now. Yeah? I don't, I don't see anybody stopping him for a while. Mm-hmm. He's just the man. I mean, when you're looking at the stuff on Instagram and all these uh different trainings he's doing each day on there. I mean, that boy's hitting harder and harder and doing different types of shots that I haven't seen him do. I don't know who his trainer is. I don't remember the guy's name, but I thought he changed with, and went with someone else. But Eddie Reynoso. Eddie Reynoso is that uh, trainer. He's just, yeah, he's just looking more and more impressive every time I see him on there. And I'm I'm not a huge Canelo fan, but i got to give it to him. He's a badass. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You got anything against Bertabia? Yeah, I mean, if, if that fight were to be made, first of all, kudos to Canelo because that right now is the most dangerous fight he can make. Uh, mm-hmm. Bertabia is a legit big 175-pounder with, I mean, bone-crushing power uh, mm-hmm. and good cardio and good fundamentals. Um, he's mm-hmm. capable of being hit, uh, but he's a guy who fights downhill and he does it in a technical manner. Uh, but he also ramps up 
volume and aggression. Very good at distance mm-hmm. management. Very good at placing punches. Very good at touching instead of trying to load up on shots. He's a very, very dangerous fighter. Um, with that being said, kind of like Tony said, Canelo's clicking on all cylinders right now. He's 30 years old. He's in his athletic prime. He's just going to be tough to beat. Um, I, again, Arthur, Arthur Betabiev would be a different beast because he's 175. There's a size differential there. Um, Canelo's very dangerous. He throws, you know, obviously the combination punches, the body punches. But, you know, Better BF is one of these Eastern European guys who has that bone density strength. He's kind of like a, you know, a bigger, more fluid, not as technically astute Triple G. So um, that would be a very dangerous fight for Canelo. I, I don't, it would be really tough for me to predict it right now. Um, I'd really have to think about it, maybe even look at some footage. But if Canelo were to go ahead and pick Better BF, I mean, kudos to him. That would be easily the most dangerous fight uh, he could have around his weight class right now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully hey, Tony, that you know, I, I said uh, earlier uh, on the online today that uh, I had talked to Keith Thurman earlier this week. Uh, I don't know if everybody understands what he's doing, but uh, he isn't getting a, any fights that he's looking for. So he has been uh, up sparring, uh, getting uh, Spence ready for uh, uh, Pacquiao. Oh, he's, he's seriously? I thought uh, Spence yeah. didn't care for him. Isn't that something? Yeah. But you know what? It makes sense because he's fought Pacquiao. So that makes all sure. the sense in the world. But yeah, uh, he's fought. Yeah, wow. He, he and Spence came up together, so they're they're very close. Uh, and that's why he's in that camp. Well, uh, while you're touching on that, do you think Spence will be able to pull it off against Pacquiao this time for this fight? I don't think so. But, you know, you don't just think like Bobby, I'm a, that's, that's, my man, that's my man crush, Pacquiao. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah Spence, go with Spence, Spence is fast. This one, though. Spence is fast with his feet and his hands, but... I think that uh, the sly old dog is going to pull out one more, and then I think he'll retire. You know, honestly, well, I, 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 I think if Pacquiao, I, I mean, Pacquiao, man, he, I, you can never count him out. He's obviously going to go in as an underdog. I like Spence's youth, his length, his size, his energy, um, his body punching. I see him fighting mm-hmm. kind of like he did against Mikey Garcia, keeping it long. I think he's going to be wary of Pac. Pac has a very off kilter rhythm and he's explosive. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I think if I don't think if Pac, if Pac cannot hurt Errol Spence or can't land the shots to hurt Errol Spence, and if Errol Spence, if Pac really what it comes down to is if Pac can't consistently disrupt Errol Spence's rhythm with his jab. Um, and get inside Errol Spence's jab. I, I just think he's going to lose the decision. He'll, I mean, he'll be competitive. He'll have moments. But ultimately, Errol Spence will ultimately outwork him, kind of like he did Mikey Garcia, by keeping him at the, you know, at his range at the end of his punches um, and just limiting Pacquiao's opportunity to be explosive. That's probably the most common scenario for the fight. Whether that happens or not, I don't know, because Pacquiao is you know, he's a one-in-a-million athlete. So... Uh, it's going to be interesting, but he hasn't fought since he fought Keith Thurman two years ago. He's two years old at 43. So, I mean, you know, Errol Spence rightfully will be a favorite, but he's not as big a favorite yeah. as a lot of people would have thought. Yeah. yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question. we got the uh, Holy Malinaji's coming back to do some exhibition fights. Uh, is, uh, uh, do you think that's a good deal or – like Reddick Bowe is coming also uh, on November the uh, 11th. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's fighting he's Lamar right, uh, Odom. Uh, he's fighting Odom. Lamar Odom, the former basketball player who just knocked yeah. out Aaron Carter from I don't know which boy band he used to belong to. Forgive me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's 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 actually Tex. What's your opinion on this celebrity boxing craze? Well, I think that. Uh, uh, anybody that, that wants to get in the ring and get hit in the face deserves the opportunity. It's America. <laughs> and uh, if you're a celebrity, if you're an underdog, if you're, if you're a go-get, uh, uh, wish you were, and never got the chance, I think uh, that anybody should fight. As far as having celebrities that know how to fight, are you out of your mind? Who are you kidding? 
they don't know how to fight. They don't want to be a celebrity. They, they didn't hear where they were by, by fighting. They were worried about being a celebrity. And that's great. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see celebrities fight, great. Enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about you want to see some fighting, I'd say go back to that Pacquiao guy, but I'll tell you right now, he's a stone warrior, come to fight and die, and he's one of them kind of guys that even if you don't bet on Pacquiao, I wouldn't bet against him. Great. Exactly. Great. And, exactly. That's a great way to fight. I'd rather get out of here, but I thank you guys. I had a great time, and I appreciate you giving me a chance to talk about uh, a man who's extremely special for me, and Dr. Chris Panarella. Is, uh, has been a man that influenced my life and influenced the lives of others, and is a guy that I will remember as long as I breathe there. You guys Great. take care. Bye-bye. Hey, let me tell you something text before you go. Uh, if it's okay with you, I'm going to give uh, Layman Brewster asked for your phone number. If that's okay with you, I'll, I'm going to give it to him, and uh, he wants to talk to you. Well, I appreciate that. Hey, what you do, uh, let me call you back later, and I'll get his number. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. All right, bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, you don't want to be on his hit list. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Either one. Um, you better make sure okay. he calls you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony, yeah. what do you think about uh, tonight's fight with uh, Anthony Durrell? In charge Anthony Durrell. Durrell. Yeah. For some reason, I don't. Some reason I'm, I'm I'm getting this one. I'm blinking out on this one, but I think Booker isn't Booker the favorite on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't I I don't know much about Jarrell, but I think I think Booker will take this one. I don't think it'll last okay. long either. Okay. Ty. You know I didn't know Jarrell was fighting, but but uh, you know yeah. last time he fought, he he, he didn't look good. You know, he honestly mm-hmm. he looked a little past it. Um, and, you know, he's he's had a long, you know, very solid career. Um, he's won a title, uh, but I think his time is coming past. And when I saw, I remember when Darrell got got you know basically steamrolled by Benavides, mm-hmm. um, and then he came back and had to fight. He just didn't look like the same guy, uh, mm-hmm. you know. And the Benavides fight was the first time I seen him lose through physicality. He was a guy who was always kind of the more physical presence in the ring, and um, he's not pulling the trigger like he used to. So, even though mm-hmm. I didn't know about the fight, I just you know, if he's fighting uh, a world class fighter, I don't you know I wouldn't favor him at all. Nah. Mm-hmm. Hey Bob, the uh, I, I see Masvidal is making a, a wants to make a comeback. Is is that going to happen or not? <laughs> Hello. Might be on mute. Bob. Yeah, sorry guys, I was on mute. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was the question there? Uh, Masvidal uh, is making a, uh, a lot of noise that he's coming back. Uh, is, is that going to be a possibility or not? Well, yeah. I mean, he's he, he's not. Uh, I mean, he's still a contender. He's still a good fighter. You know, he's got uh, tons of talent. Um, you know, lost his last one or whatever. But again, he's going to top guys. So, so uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there should be no reason he should be able to come back. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he'd be in the rankings, but. I think he is like sixth or seventh. And here's the thing, right? So Masvidal is is basically looking for a fight in December. He's a big name, so he's going to get a lot of you know people wanting to fight him. Um, as long as he fights someone in the basically, if Masvidal gets a win, he he could get three wins in a row, right? As long as Usman's the champion, it's going to be a long road before Masvidal will get a shot again. He's lost Usman twice. The last time, his head got detached from his body. Um, so what Masvidal has to be hoping for is that Kobe Covington defeats Usman because I believe if Kobe Covington were to defeat Usman and Masvidal were just to pick up a win, albeit against almost anyone, if he were to pick up a credible win, that fight sells itself because the long-running grudge might the fight the fight should have been happened. And that's a fight a lot of people want to see. 
And I think that's the fight Masvidal would absolutely target. I, I know Kobe Covington would target. The fans would eat it up. The promotion would be insane. Um, so if, if, if Masvidal wins, but Usman's still the champion, he's just got such a long road to go. But if Covington were to get the title, I think off of one win in December, Masvidal would be right back and be the most likely uh, title contender. If not, then it might be Leon Edwards. So. Mm-hmm. But the bigger fight would always be Masvidal. Yeah. I know he's mentioned that uh, the, his dream fight at this point in time uh, would be uh, Usman. But uh, he's going to, like you said, he's going to have to work his way back to that one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's lost two fights to Usman, and, and neither one were competitive for two different reasons. So, right. you know, no one's rushing to see that fight again. Uh-huh. Bob, the other question I had was, why is he calling the, why is he calling Leon Edwards a little bitch? Uh, Usman or I mean, uh, uh, Masvidal? Masvidal. Yeah. Because that's what you do anymore to get fights, apparently. Ah. <laughs> Simple as that. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Plus, remember, he punched Leon Masvidal backstage and kind of virally skyrocketed with the whole two pieces of soda right. or whatever he said. And, and, uh, so, you know, Leon Edwards has always been wanting to get him in the cage. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously, you know, Masvidal is, is the A side right now. And so he kind of is calling his shots. Um, mm-hmm. but again, after what happened in two fights with Usman in December, Masvidal's looking to take maybe some of these fights because he, he knows that, you know, you beat a Leon Edwards right now, not only would that be a big fight because of your little viral beef, but also um, if Usman is not the, not the champion, you're definitely the number one contender. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, these guys are smart, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They they just the, – the stuff I'm saying is the stuff they're thinking. He knows that. He knows that no matter who he beats, if Usman is the champion, he's not getting a shot. But he knows mm-hmm. that if Usman loses to Kobe Covington, all he needs is a win, and he could easily sell that fight. And, and I mean, that that'll be the fight people want to see. So, um, right. everything he's doing makes sense. This makes perfect mm-hmm. business sense. Okay. Well, guys, we're right up against our uh, time, and uh, you know, we we really appreciate everything that everybody's done this to, to, for preparation. And uh, uh, Bob, uh, have a safe trip. Uh, will you be back next week? Mute. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's yeah, don't now. forget, too, uh, next week we have Brian Goodfellow Perello that will be joining us on here out of Fort Myers. Yeah, that's, what, yeah, that's what I want you to do. Awesome. Can you take just a minute to uh, talk about that? Yes, Absolutely. He's the man out of Fort Myers, hell of a boxer. Um, want to talk to him a little bit about his upcoming fight that he's got here soon. He's uh, he's definitely a knockout knockout type guy. I know he got injured in a fight, or uh, and then there was another one we're going to talk to him about next week. Um, it was a bizarre outcome, at like one second from the uh, the end of the fight that we'll talk about next week. But uh, Brian Goodfellow Perella, fantastic boxer. Looking forward to having him on next week and chatting with him. Brian Perella? You said Brian Perella? Yes. Yes. yes, sir. Oh, yeah, he is a great boxer. Yeah, I like Brian Perella. Awesome. Good yep. fellow Perella. He's a fantastic boxer. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. Yeah. Good. Good. All right. Well, Tony, I'll, uh, I'll probably uh, – are you going to be in town this week? Yes, sir. Maybe I'll see you at the, at the uh, stop on Monday. Uh, I've got uh, a uh, – Early morning uh, cardiolo- cardiology uh, appointment, but uh, if you're going to be around there about uh, 12 o'clock or 11:30, I'll, I'll I'll see you over there. Absolutely, wings and weenies, Fruitville Road, Sarasota people, you got to go there. It's the one stop, and you'll definitely drop. That's for sure. But good food. That's for sure. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. <laughs> Paul, Don't even leave you. Kill me later for that one, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I'm going to call Paul now and tell him he owes us money for an ad. Yes, he does, actually. <laughs> he needs to pay all of us. <laughs> Tony, you want to lead us out? Yes, sir. Great show tonight. Thank you for text and 
the other gentleman, which I didn't catch his name, or I probably have already forgotten it. I apologize. I don't have much of memory. Um, learned a little bit about sex tonight. That I didn't know. I think he was a little bit before my time. So um, yeah. thank you to Ty, Bob. Uh, was it Dr. Lance? Yes. And, of course, you, Frank, for having me on and uh, enjoying you guys, learning and having a great time. Looking forward to the next Good. show. Good. Ty? Hey, man, I really enjoyed the show and all our guests and all our co-hosts, man. It was a great show. Hope everyone has a blessed and safe week. Bob is our co-pilot. Coach Mel's watching over us. Dr. Chris keeps us laughing. Everyone enjoy their week. Is, uh, Thanks, sir. Is, uh, is, uh, uh, is he okay? Yeah, I, I, I think he's training a fighter tonight or something. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah, I'll see. I'll see him briefly tomorrow, but I I haven't caught up okay. with him too much this week. So. All right, uh, tell him we uh, we were worried about him, and uh, just tell tell your mom I said hello, and uh, Sharon said hello. I shall. And, uh, oh, and absolutely. Give, give that uh, beautiful little baby of a uh, granddaughter of yours a kiss for us. Oh, I uh, will. Say hello to, to Miss Asia. Thank you. Uh, sir. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and, police, men and women of police and fire services, the doctors and, and nurses at the hospitals, and all the people associated with them, as well as the food, food industry that kept us uh, alive during the pandemic. Uh, these programs are dedicated to those who have lost their lives in the line of duty, Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Sergeant Thomas Batinger, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazwitz, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Henler, Lieutenant Mike Zerber, Newcastle County Police, Patrolman Anospo Crispin, Lakeland PD, Chief Al Hogo, Longbow Key Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, Highway Patrolman Alonzo Moses, Philadelphia Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolman Brian Lazaro, Philadelphia Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolman Brian Murphy, Plymouth Township, PA Highway Patrol, Lieutenant Bob Neary, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant Mike Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department. Deputy Jonathan Scott Pine, Orange County Sheriff's Department. Patrolman Robert Germain, Windermere, Florida Police Department. Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department. Hillsborough County Deputy Sheriff Charlie Kotloff. Sergeant James O'Connor, Florida Police Department. Sergeant Rodney Bond, Delaware State Police. Captain Chris Leak, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Flakus, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Artith Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. FDLA Special Inspector Vinny Galaccio. Delaware State Trooper Corporal Stephen Boward. Kissimmee Patrol Officer Matt Baxter. Kissimmee Sergeant Sam Howard. Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Deputy Bill Gentry, Highland County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Clay Zerba, Clay County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Natalie Corona, LA County Sheriff's Department. Uh, Deputy April Rodriguez, Pasco County Sheriff's Department. Officer Bob McKetchen, Biloxi, Kentucky Police Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Sergeant Brian Levake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department. And Deputy Mike Malik, Pinellas County Sheriff's Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, and cell time will be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, and the roads rise up to meet you, may the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields, and the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the hallow of his hands. Good night, God bless, and have a great weekend. <laughs> Yeah.
fiery blade engaged to lead, he'd break the brave lost in the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.